What are you supposed to do? I don't like know. while it's playing, we're all just listening to yeah, the we'll song. Yeah, we'll just sit here. Yeah. You should freestyle, Taylor. I feel like of the jobs better I would be better. horrible at, a, free, <laughs> a freestyle rapper is up there. <laughs> but I feel like I could be the hype man pretty well. Yeah. Like the guy that's like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, get it. You know, like that guy? Like, yeah. yeah, I feel like I could do you that pretty that. well. You yeah. got that vibe. So is this our intro? Yeah. Are we, are we live right now? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the LNBC Students Podcast. We are finally back in person. Yeah. Meeting together again. It's really nice to see all you guys. Well, uh, you know, not fully meeting together. Well, but. yeah. But like as far as the four of us sitting in a room recording a podcast, we haven't done this since like what? March? February? It's probably going to be. It's, yeah. It's been at least early March, late February. It's been a while. Well, I know we had recorded some episodes that were going to be released, like on Scripture with D right. Now. Right, right. But those were never released. No, we didn't ever do those because D Now got derailed and wah, everything wah, else. Wah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Rich, for that wonderful soundtrack. Um, so we have with us today, as usual, well, I guess lately, not as usual, but nor- in the normal world, as usual, we have Rich Lowry. Hello. Taylor Terzik. Mm-hmm. I'm Carson Branham. But joining us today. Special guest. Exclusively guest. all the way from Denver, North Carolina. Yes. <laughs> He's got a 45 minute commute to get here. <laughs> Not really, but it makes it sound like that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the one and only wow. Ethan, Ethan Jones. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I needed you, Ethan, to be like, yeah, like, like be really jazzed. Uh, well, if but anyone then knows again, if anyone yeah, yeah. It all knows Ethan, he's definitely not. Yeah, he's not jazzed, jazzed on the inside where it counts. I mean, if we're going back to like the freestyle rapist, I wouldn't be the hype man of the freestyle rapist. I'd be the guy in the back mixing everything. Mm. Yeah, yeah. With like the one headphone on, just yeah, kind of giving exactly. that nice nod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Rich yeah. would just be the consultant because he yeah. knows what true hip hop is. Yes. yes, yes. As opposed to other things. So I posted... I was doing that song a day thing on Instagram. I don't know if anybody's seen yeah, I saw that it. on their story, but yeah, Rich is already getting mad. Uh, I posted, I was born 1995 and it, the, the question was post a song that was born or that was released the year that you were born. And I was like really saddened with the top hits from 1995 are kind of awful. Hmm. Like none of them I thought were that good. And I was like, wow, I was quickly reminded that 90s music is terrible. No. And But then Rich immediately, like moments later, was like, excuse me, sir, hip-hop from the 90s was outstanding. Tribe. Yes, Like man. the Last Dance soundtrack, bro? Bro, Tribe Called Quest is the greatest hip-hop group of all time. <laughs> yeah, but then he Coolio. proceeded to send me different artists. He's like, check them out. And them, and them, and then sent songs. I was like, I think that, he's like, do you want more? I was like, I think, I think that's enough to start off. There you go. So, um, so I guess we'll go ahead and start with an icebreaker. Yeah, sure. Like good old times here. Like good old times here. Um, so icebreaker, and we'll start with one of you, because I don't really know what I'm going to say. Mm. So icebreaker, if you could be, um, if you could hang out with any cartoon character, which one would you hang out with? Hmm. Scooby Doo. Really? Yes. Why Scooby Doo? Because he's always up to mischief. There's a new Scoob movie out. Not interested. I'm talking old school, like mm. 70s Scooby. Mm. 70s. Ruh, ruh. 
Yeah, that's Scooby. But like, would you get annoyed that he doesn't talk? Well, does Scooby not talk? I not really. Talk. I I thought he talked, but like none of them could really understand Except him yeah. because Shaggy. it's like yeah, it's like broken English or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or it's like almost him like an and accent, Shaggy, bro. Like. Hmm. Fred had the two girls, and it was just always Scooby and Shaggy. Like, they need a third person. Like, mm. I'll be that mm. third You're person. the third guy. Yeah. Okay. So Shaggy is coming along with Scooby in this combo deal. Yeah, does that mean that you are solving crimes and stuff? Mm. Whatever comes with the <laughs> <Okay>. job description. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think I would say Jimmy Neutron. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Because of course I, you would. I feel like Jimmy Neutron would just be, like, making a bunch of stuff for me. Hmm. Mm. I don't know. He had cool hair. I was actually going to say the same, but now I feel Really? Yeah, no. I was like thinking, I'm like, what cartoon characters can I really say? And then I'm like. You could be Dexter. Dexter's Mm. Laboratory. That is also a good one. That's a solid choice. Or or Phineas and Ferb. Never watched it. What was the platypus's name? Perry. Perry. Oh, yeah, no. Definitely Perry. It was like, da da da. Uh, What was the jingle? Uh, Uh. He's Perry, Perry the Pineapple. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that was a lot. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Rich is super anti-climactic. Open mints. So, is that what you're you're choosing, Ethan? What yeah. did you choose? We'll, we'll pick. Uh, it probably would still just be like Jimmy Neutron. Like he has okay. all of his gadgets. And I'll try to do a different one then. No, it's fine. What's the uh, the Fairly Odd Parents kid? Timmy Turner. Yeah, Timmy Turner. He's a cool guy. I was mm. literally gonna say that. I was gonna say him well, just because he has the. The fairies, you know. Like wow, you how, how old are you? Stuff. I'm 28. Yeah, he's like well, 10 years older than me. So, so you were born in what year, Taylor? 91. 91. 91. So I'm a little concerned that you know the Fairly Odd Parents. Like, yeah, man. My I was nephew, like 12. Yeah. No, that was yeah, that was that was big when I was a kid. It was big when my nephew was a kid. He's getting ready to turn 21. And you got them by seven years. That's a little. I mean, cartoons is for hey all man. ages. Yeah, it's it's it spreads across generations. Yeah. But I think the most, like the defining cartoon for me as a kid was Pokemon. Ooh. Like oh, I no, wo- mine was SpongeBob. I woke up at seven every morning and watched Pokemon before I went to school. Dude, we had so many good cartoons when I was a kid, like mm. Voltron and Thundercats and GI Joe and Silverhawk. G.I. Joe. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. I can't remember ever like waking up early in the morning like early in the morning to like w- like specifically to watch a cartoon right. before school or something. Like I always remember waking up and just going straight to school. Mm. Although no, I like, never watched them in the morning. Yeah. I watched probably like SpongeBob after school though, like a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like whatever's on Nickelodeon basically. Right. What about you, Carson? Um I probably would have said Timmy Turner, but a close second. Just because I think it would be amusing would be Squidward from <laughs> Trump. I think that would be funny. You're definitely a lot like Squidward. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> why I think it would be funny. That, that can't be a compliment. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll take it as a compliment. All right. Well, that's a good... good yeah, so we've been in quarantine. I don't know how many weeks has it been. It's been like 10 or 11. 10 or 11 weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you guys. That was definitely longer than I thought it was going to be. Um, so. Mm-hmm. I thought I would enjoy it a lot more than I did. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think initially I thought that too, but then I was around my children 24-7, except for those few times I went over to Rich's house because he needed me to like help hang curtains or something. <laughs> so Taylor, but we know what happens when you hang curtains. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> when Taylor helped me, we didn't have any problems. It I know. Like, That's good. That's good. I know. I did all the measuring before you got there. It was great. Yeah, that that does help. But I just figured, you know, for our first returning episode, and, you know, we're spread out across my office here. And, and my the bowels of the sewer that is Taylor's office. Yes. <laughs> well, my office kind of... He's got a pretty good office. Yeah. But um, it'd just be nice we're together to kind of say, like, hey, how was it for you? And what has God been teaching you through it? What are you reading? So just kind of just share yeah. what what we did and whatnot so <laughs> okay we'll start with a, a clear question so we have a direction what have you been reading or watching or doing in quarantine specifically ethan what about you we talked to you on house calls yeah uh honestly like what have i been like reading like i've never really been a big reading person mm-hmm is definitely always like in school probably been my least favorite subject so like i haven't really been reading and i'm just kind of weird like i don't actually really watch tv like the only time i've ever watched like actual tv shows or like netflix or something like that is basically just with my parents like we're Mm -hmm. watching something so honestly all i've really been doing a lot is just playing games with like online friends or like my actual physical friends just online a lot of scribbly with scriblio oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) Ethan's doing that eight Shout hours a day. Shout out to, to Winton and Derek yeah. and Grant. Yeah. It's like online Pictionary. Yeah. They play it. Anyway. Hey, you played it with us. I did. Day. I won the second time. Yeah. yeah. Taylor went from, I think, literally last, last. to first. Yeah. Yes. Most improved. Yeah. Also most Egypt. Yeah. And <laughs> draw Egypt several times. Yeah. Okay. So what about you, Carson? Um, I've been reading a little bit. Not much. Um, probably like like the normal amount. Like I don't think that I read more over quarantine. I think mm. I just kind of stayed the same. I did uh, two R.C. Sproul books, um, Roman Catholicism, uh, which was really good, and then his classic one, Faith Alone. I had never read that one before, and I read that. Um, and I like awkwardly before the quarantine stopped reading that book by the Gettys called Sing, and then I finished it. So. That was good. So I've been reading that over quarantine. Also, and I can't remember the author's name, something about, what was his name? I don't remember. But it was on Martin Lloyd-Jones' life. That was pretty good. I'm like halfway through that one. So if Carson wasn't reformed before quarantine, (laughs) (laughs) he most certainly is now. Goodness gracious. Uh, But it's been, that's been fun. Um, We've been. You need to go and read like some Brian McLaren or something like just. Who's that? Rob Bell. You just need to like read somebody like off out there in the opposite direction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Rohr or something. Who I knows? read some stuff by Richard Rohr on the Enneagram. On the Enneagram. But not, <laughs> but not on his theology. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I've been pretty good. I've been watching, uh, what's that show with uh, Designated Survivor? Oh, okay. I'm watching that. That's been pretty good. Okay. And there was this one show on Netflix called, I think it was called The Stranger. Have I seen that? The Stranger. 
It's really good. It was like about I think it was called The Stranger. Hmm. Now I'm not sure. But yeah, I think it was called The Stranger. <laughs> and it's about this He thinks it was called The Stranger. It was about this girl who is a stranger <laughs> and she goes up to people and basically reveals to them like things that they she knows about them. Oh, and she causes talking with your hands like the listeners can see. Yeah, I just, he have just to. does it. And she like reveals stuff about their life and secrets and things. And it's that's creepy. Revealing that there's this whole like web of all these people in this town. It's in the UK, I think, that are connected somehow. And like people are like lying to their spouses and their family members oh. and stuff. And it's, oh. it was crazy. It was this big, big web of, of, of lies. And so like real life. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But it was really, it was really good. Kind of kind of creepy elements to it. It was really good. I'd, I'd recommend Rich, what have you been reading? Um, I read a book on the conservative resurgence in the SBC during the late 70s through the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paige Turner. It was hey. definitely not hey. a Paige Turner. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's the only way those books get read is because they're assigned by seminary lo- professors. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I love the... I love. It. Okay. Yeah. Some people are really into yeah. that. I'm. I'm sorry. I read that, and I had to write a a paper on it. Um, also, been reading a lot in Matthew, just really slowly. Um, and one with Christ, I started reading that again with Olivia, mm. and I'm getting ready to read mm-hmm. it with you guys as well. So I ordered our copies. Carson. Really excited about that. Good. Good. <laughs> there was another book I was reading to Crown of Thorns. Right when the quarantine hit, and it's about the gospel, and we have to be really careful because we want to set um, things up as the gospel that mm-hmm. aren't really the gospel. And mm-hmm. like we'll talk about, oh, well, the preaching needs to be gospel, and the singing needs to be gospel, and all these things need to be the gospel, but they're not the gospel. And it was just really interesting to see this guy sit down and explain what the gospel is, how the word moves through the gospel, how the spirit moves, and it was really good. Hmm. It's almost like the gospel's become like this buzzword. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And, like, we, we want to emphasize the the cross of Christ on one hand and then um, the kingdom on the other. And you can't biblically have the gospel without having both. Hmm. And it was really, really refreshing. That's good. Mm. Cool. What about you, Taylor? Um, what did you not read during? Well, quarantine? you know, I thought I was going to be able to read a lot In more. In the show notes, there's a PDF of all. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I uh, my it's, reading it's in three sections. <laughs> my reading got cut pretty pretty bad. Um, I was on I was on pace to get to my 100 this year, and mm. I just I mean I think was I that read your goal. That was my goal this okay. year to read 100. Uh, I could still probably get to 75 if I really have time, but um, I also realized that's probably something God's teaching me is like these goals sometimes are just silly, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that you're setting for yourself. But um, I one of the best books I read in quarantine was by Henry Nowen, and it was called um, Turn My Morning Into Dancing, How to to Find Hope in a Time of Tragedy. Mm-hmm. And it, I started at the beginning of quarantine – um, or like right before quarantine. And then it was just, it was a really good book to carry me through mm-hmm. quarantine. And then I did watch the last dance documentary 
on Michael Jordan. Ooh, I saw one episode of that. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. it was. So I I watched that, and that was really yeah, good. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. I love documentaries, and then it's um, crazy. I do too. Like I would much rather sit down and watch a documentary than oh yeah, like an actual movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's depends on what the the subject is, but but that was something good. cool. Then yeah. Other than that, we didn't really. I, I mean, the kids have been watching stuff on Disney Plus. We rented Sonic from Redbox last night. The movie. Okay. I could have told yeah. you that was going to be a waste of money. I mean, Hudson really enjoyed it because he found a Sonic game on his Kindle. Because when we shif- shifted to online schooling, we got a Kindle for the kids to do these little things. But he found this Sonic game very quickly, <laughs> and and he just pl- it's like Temple Run but Sonic. Uh, and so he was very excited, and then uh, we did play some Super Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. and Sonic was on that as well. So mm-hmm. he in a, he's in a Sonic phase. Sure. Did, did you did you make sure to win? Oh yeah, I I don't uh, let him win. Okay, I but I did figure game. out. I did, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did figure out like you can just put a CPU on there, like oh. level one, and he can have some fun for like ten minutes, and then uh, it's like okay. So how many times have you done that so far? Every 10 minutes, all day. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, this was like the past two days we figured this out. Yeah. So You had a lot of trunk picnics. We did. We yeah. had a lot of trunk picnics with friends. Um, and then a lot of quarantine time, just trying to... We I produced a lot of stuff for the podcast. Right. And then um, we're now it's like full trying to plan on getting back, what mm-hmm. that looks like. And that's... And you ate a lot of sushi at my house. I did. Me and Rich, we decided, you know, we'll get we'll get Corona. We'll get it together. You guys are close <laughs> enough. Yeah, because yeah, now Rich has moved within like two miles of my house. Mm. I mean, like, I think it's literally within two miles. Um, so it was about once a week we would trade off bringing a bunch of sushi from the grocery store <laughs> to his house. That was good. That actually was really good for my soul. Mm. Mine too. I could say that, Rich. Especially when we got in arguments. It was great. Yeah, and I guess this is a good segue into like what quarantine's been teaching us. But <laughs> the first time me and Rich got together, we quickly it quickly elevated into an argument, and I sensed that I was like the first time in general, or the first time in the quarantine. First time in quarantine. Okay, probably in general. Because both as of well. those are probably true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first time we got together was at Starbucks in Burkdale. Yeah, I do remember. And that. you didn't want to be there, like. What? I'm just picking. <laughs> I didn't want to be there. <laughs> didn't just, I invite you to coffee? I invited you. Really? Yeah, and you were like, "Tell me your story, Rich. I don't know you." And you're like, "I was looking around." Yeah, and David Childers' oldest son came up. Hmm. Well, you've never shared this with me. I'm just picking, Taylor. It's not true. Go ahead. <laughs> My self-esteem has gone down. Yeah, yeah we like to do this fun thing where we'll. On the whiteboard in this room, we'll put like a little, like a par, like a pie, not pie chart, but like a, it, a it's bar, like a bar s- graph. It's a square, and yep. you just fill it up to like some degree, and we just say let's tell tell self esteem, and yeah. then as we say positive things or negative things, it gets erased or added to. Yeah. Taylor's so, about out of squiggly lines on his bar. It's like a fifth right now. The, <laughs> I'm just joking. The first time we got together, I, it did escalate rather quickly. Did it really? Yeah, I don't remember. And no, in quarantine. You were oh saying. yes, in quarantine. What were you guys discussing? Um, 
I don't even remember what he was wrong about. Um, <laughs> goodness. That's a great, <laughs> great, <laughs> great first line. No, it's it, it was something good and wholesome. And we're challenging ourselves. <laughs> Rich always challenges me to be a proclaimer of the gospel in terms of going and knocking on people's doors. And I think I was arguing with him about that or something. Mm. Um. But it it really, and I confess this to Rich, I think quarantine, just being isolated, also early in quarantine I had all these expectations that were just not being met, and my kids were constant interruptions to that. I sensed that um, like my compassion was like deadening mm. and whatnot. Mm. Um, Did you have compassion before quarantine? I see that's the thing. I thought I was working really good on my compassion. <laughs> I thought I was working on my compassion. But um anyway, so that was something that quarantine was doing to me and about halfway through I think I resolved to let the day come to me and mm. not treat my interrupt my kids as just interruptions and reassessing my goals for the day and what I was trying to produce and we were going through Sabbath as a college and 20s yeah. group and that was that really reshaped just my whole way of thinking um, you know I have enough I have everything that I need and and whatnot so quarantine was a big uh, lesson in that for me so you know I just thought of the perfect comparison for having dinner or a meal with rich I think it's going for a jog. It's going for a jog. It's like when you're doing it, you're like, uh, you're going, you're going through mm. it. And then afterwards, you always feel better about yourself. You always feel good, but you're still a little bit sore. <laughs> <laughs> but you've grown stronger. But you've grown. Yeah, you're growing. Yeah. Rich, it is a compliment. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. It's just like coming from Carson. It's like that little brother you just want to punch in the face. <laughs> Whenever he walks in the room. That's just. so funny. Like, has it said anything, punch in the face? Yeah, <laughs> just because you're here. <laughs> I love that. Well, what about you guys? What What have you been learning? What did God teach you over quarantine? What's God continuing to teach you? <laughs> well, I'll go. Um, I, you know, I shared some of this with you guys, but I've been um, trying to... Uh, trying to figure out a way to say this, but... I guess I've been learning about how I need to find the joy for my life in the Lord and in Christ. And I think the quarantine has served as a really practical way to show that honestly, I probably wasn't placing all of my trust and all of my Mm. um, finding all of my joy in him beforehand because I had other avenues and other things to do that. Right. So when the quarantine hit, like you literally are in a house all day. You don't have anything to do. Like it's really easy to see like, okay, are you finding all of your joy in Christ or not? And I was like, wow, I'm like trying to find joy in other things. And so that was a good, good experience for me. Um, not Mm -hmm. that I've totally flipped it around yet, but I'm learning and kind of struggling and growing through that. Yeah. That, I mean, that has to be a constant process too. Hmm. Right. But yeah, I think we're all prone to that. That's true. What about you, Rich? Um, learning Exodus, you know, you and I talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Exodus thirty three thirty four, how Moses is is interceding and and God comes and and Moses says, "Show me your glory." And God comes and proclaims His name, and along with His name, He He talks about who He is. So it's almost this idea of the character of God is synonymous with His name, right? Mm-hmm. And you see this idea traced through the Bible from that point forward, right? And even Jesus in in John sixteen, you and I have talked about that, right? Like anything you pray in my name, mm-hmm. what are we praying for, right? Like. So instead of, how do I want to say that? Yeah, instead of being just loving in situations, like I want to give love to Ethan or to Taylor in Christ, right? God calls me to be love Mm -hmm. because he is love. And there's a vast difference in just showing love in situations and being love or being merciful. And then... The other thing is, I've been thinking about this a lot recently, is leadership is built on trust, and trust Mm -hmm. is built on credibility. And I think sometimes that's humbling, you know, especially to us as Americans, right? Like, we just, like, this is who I am, respect me or don't, you know, I'm going to keep. It's been kind of humbling to sit and, and work through that, you know, with the conversations you and I have had over quarantine and um, the last thing it has really been to your point like finding ways to continue sharing the gospel throughout quarantine and a really cool story yesterday I had to call and switch a bill around um, the due date for my budget and the lady was super nice and I asked her could I pray for her at the end of the call she's like yeah pray for my husband's salvation so we got to pray on the phone mm. for for her husband to come to know Jesus, and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. I mean, I think another thing that's kind of interesting that I thought about was when you were talking about, like, the second one with, like, trust, how, like, I immediately kind of thought about Carson's show, like, how there's, like, this person who just knew everything about, like, people in town, and he was talking about how, like, they would reveal these things, like, uh, I think he said, like, there were, like, affairs and, like, lying, mm-hmm. yeah. and how, like, like, we trust, or, like, and we're kind of joking, it's like, oh, so it's literally just real life, but, like, kind of when you think about it, like, you b- you put trust in people that like you know like they're gonna you know like not betray you you know like mm-hmm. they don't have all these secrets or whatnot that can like that like go against you and kind of how like even when we trust people like that doesn't necessarily mean like we should truly like be different because apparently like trust in reality is like kind of deceiving mm. at least according to TV you know it makes me think too um, the constant need for us to examine our hearts and examine where we are and what we're doing, especially in light of this call to follow after Christ and lead as he did, especially when you talk about how you've been studying Baptist history, right? I immediately thought of that, like, we've got some issues, we've got some skeletons in the closet as far as lacking in credibility and lacking in... All church history has that. Sure, yeah, all church history has that. Um, But, you know, making sure that we are modeling our lives after Jesus and modeling our um, standard of humility and leadership mm-hmm. after him. I think that's something I got to so constantly be examining myself. I think too, um, very, very recently is God's brought this idea back to my heart of we're all hypocrites, right? Like that's yeah. not our desire. Yeah. Um, 
I always, always, always think I'm doing better than I really am doing. Mm. <laughs> <And> <laughs> um, yeah, that might that might be yeah. your personality, I guess. You too, Taylor. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. It's not just me. Carson is too. Like <laughs> it's a human nature. Um, okay. But this idea of ministering out of my own need of grace. And I think that helps with compassion and mercy and those things that we often struggle with. Like, I need the grace that I want to give to other people just Mm -hmm. as badly as I want them to have it. I need it. And, yeah. Yeah. I I think this is something I read in in Nowen. But compassion for others starts with self-compassion. Like, if you don't understand, to your own point, that you are a sinner in need of grace, you'll never extend that to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And usually when we are quick to judge others, that's also something that we do to ourselves. Yeah. And and I think that's what I was sharing with you about the last dance. Like, athletically, I'm nothing like Michael Jordan, right? But <laughs> personality-wise... <laughs> Yeah. Like that drive that yeah. he has, I have. Like I want to be the best at everything. Like mm-hmm. I want to be the best Christian. I want to be the best husband when we get married. Olivia and I want to be the best friend, the best brother. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I hold myself to such a such a high standard that it comes across as being uncompassionate when I'm like Taylor, what are you doing? Like, yeah, so, uh, that for me was really humbling to to be watching that documentary and. It was like God was ministering to be like, you really need to work on these things. Like, mm. 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 Yeah. Good plug for the last dance there to all of our... <laughs> A lot of publicity <laughs> here. <laughs> what about you, Ethan? Um, anything you think about, you know, um, what God's been teaching you through quarantine or... I think kind of two things or like two or three, like one of them I kind of knew, but like one, like one really kind of obvious thing to me was like, how kind of weird or like how my lifestyle didn't change at all almost like <laughs> i kind of like going into quarantine like it lasted longer than i thought i honestly thought it like we were going to be quarantined for a week and our school was just gonna be like okay just come on back and mm-hmm. wash your hands more or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah no like I, so I, true. Yeah, yeah i remember yeah. joking with my friends i'm like we're gonna be gone for a week and they're gonna be like all right guys we have to we have to try harder and have more school or something mm. but like how that cha- that didn't change but like how it got to the point where like honestly my life was literally like even during the school it wasn't school it was almost just like an extended summer like i had gotten out of school faster or like and like even when like i was like done quotation marks because i still had tests but like even when my school basically said yeah you guys can be done as long as you're fine with your grades like then my life literally just basically became like a summer like i didn't leave the house i didn't really like see people but like that's just kind of how my life was like Hmm. even like reflecting on like going back to last like thinking back to last summer like the only real difference from like last summer and this summer was like when we would have like small groups or uh like we i'd go to the church for like probably like a day because we'd have like our uh our, yeah like we'd have the king's bible study and then like dinner and then actual midweek and then uh yba but like even then like we had like the instead of that we had like the virtual midweek which was super cool Mm-hmm. and how like my life just kind of didn't change but the other thing was that i kind of thought about was like how i find a way to be controlling by just not accepting control and how like huh. i kind of almost start having more problems like 
like if I can, like if I think that I don't have any control, I can just accept that, and it feels like I have some sort of control by mm. accepting I don't have any. But when I actually want to uh-huh. like have some semblance of like control, it bothers me when I don't. Mm. And that's not something I see a lot, just because normally I like just don't accept control. I'm like, okay, whatever. I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. I think I quarantine agree. right has like one of the easiest things is like you can't you how little control you actually have in life right like goodness gracious i mean this thing just came out of nowhere and just totally changed everything i remember we were talking about it in a sociology class like there's this new small disease called corona and it's like changing uh the chinese culture like wow like like ain't that something (laughs) yeah and then i like think back four months later i'm like boy we didn't know anything Mm. yeah and it's been humbling too to see how so for a lot of us you know we're not going into work well i mean now we started but a lot of us we're not in school you know we're not going to work like doing things from home and stuff and yet the world just keeps on turning right like you are not as important as Mm -hmm. you think that you are my speaking to myself like Mm -hmm. or doing as well as you think you are yeah yeah and that so that was pretty like all right (laughs) <laughs> what all, this all kind of started that was pretty humbling well cool I think you know we're all going to look back on this moment I think sociologists are going to look back on this pandemic and they're going to define generations by this event and I think it's wise for us just to see um, to take moments to reflect on how this has changed us mm-hmm. you know it's like that um, examine practice talked about this in confined contemplation on sunday like it's good for us to look back on our experience and say where was god or or what was god doing to me and did that drive me closer to god did it drive me farther from god and to really reflect on those things Mm -hmm. um so if you haven't done that encourage you listener to do that Mm. any other closing words well i i think this would be cool to close on um since it's I hope it's, I got the date right. Yeah, it's May 26th, so I was looking at Psalm 26. Yeah, I played, um, prayed that this morning. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think this would be a beautiful way to end our time together. Uh, verses 2 and 3 in light mm. of what we've talked about and in light of our desire to examine ourselves. Um, mm. Verses 2 and 3 says, Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and mind, for your faithful love guides me, and I live by your truth. Where was that? Psalm 26, verse 2 and 3. I, I literally sent that to my pastor friend today. Look at the Holy Spirit. Look at, look at it. <laughs> All right. Well, how do we close these things out again? It's been so long. I don't know. Let me, let me help you out. Goodbye. <laughs> well, don't we like tell them to like, um, what is it? Review, rate. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> not really. <laughs> That's not a thing. Anyway, all right. Goodbye, everybody.